everyone, and welcome to another edition of Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks, along with our new, well, I can stop saying new now, YouTube channel at uh, Race Time Radio TV, as well as RacetimeRadio.com. Good evening. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio. Junior, we got a dandy lined up tonight for everybody. Yes, we do. And uh, uh, no, not a whole lot of racing going on this weekend. Um, you know, no. uh, it was uh, it was pretty quiet. You know, the Cup Series is done. Xfinity, Truck, all those guys are wrapped up for the year. Um, but, uh, uh, man, we got a, a wicked lineup. And, uh, you know, now's the t- time of the season where we start talking champions. Obviously, we've talked to quite a few from, you know, across Canada. Yep. Um, but uh, lots of champions to come still. And uh, as well, you know, uh, we get a chance to kind of preview some of the uh, some of the big races that are on the docket. Oh, we sure do. And we're going to do that tonight. Uh, I'm really excited now. Uh, Joey Logano on the show tonight. Uh, Joey, of course, not here live. Um, it, it was uh, champion week, really, for Joey Logano. Uh, I did get a chance to catch up with him. It is a one-on-one interview with Joey Logano, um, and we're going to play it. We're going to play it tonight for you uh, to kick the show off. Then we'll get to our live guests. We have uh, Cole Butcher coming up. Of course, Cole has got his sights set on the Snowball Derby, I do believe. We'll check in with the 53 tonight out on Canada's East Coast. Uh, We'll also check in with L.P. Dumoulin. The Weather Tech Dodge. We haven't talked to LP in a long time, Junior. So I thought, hey, we better get LP back on this show. Yeah, LP, uh, uh, you know, had a had a great year in the NASCAR Penty Series. I've seen lots of his, uh, you know, off season posts. He's been down south a little bit. Uh, you know, at a couple of different tracks down in the U.S. Uh, don't know what he was driving, what he was doing. Um, you know, didn't didn't follow along that closely, but uh, uh, it will be good to get caught up with LP. And uh, it seems like this this is the time of year. Every year we talk to him. Oh, and, yeah. and into Christmas. We uh, we always talk <laughs> to the weather tech guy. Well, it's just about time for everybody. If you haven't got your weather tech leisure measured uh mats, then it may be time to get one of those cup phone jobby thingies. Uh but we'll check in with LP. We'll talk racing with them more than anything. Uh but we like having fun with our pal LP Dumalet. Uh, we'll also talk to another NASCAR Pinty star, uh, one that had a real, real good season, Junior, uh, Dexter Stacy, the number 92 from Ganawagi, Quebec. Been a long, long time since we had Dexter on the show. Uh, he had a super year in that 92 car. He did have a, a super year. He he uh, he turned a corner, and uh, you know that EHR program, um, you know, proved that uh, they they definitely bring you know a, a lot to the table. And and uh, you know there was a couple of races in there this year where uh, you looked up towards the end of the race and you're like, damn, Dexter's running the fastest lap times on the racetrack right now. And oh, yeah. and uh, you know if there's a most improved uh, driver voting. 
voting um, system in the NASCAR Pinty Series, um, Dexter has to get that. Um, you know, I think that uh, uh, he had a, a phenomenal year. Obviously still had some terminal difficulties with some parts failures, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting into a couple of wrecks here and there. Um, but, uh, but really, uh, at the end of the, at the end of the day, Dexter, you know, turned a big corner this year and, and, uh, was, was very competitive at, at a handful of races where you wouldn't necessarily put him in that competitive category in years past. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting to see. I think that he had a ton of fun with his dad out there on the racetrack as How well. How cool would that be? It, it was, it was cool. Every single time I seen Dexter, he had a big smile on his face. He's always a happy guy. Oh, always. So is Wallace. So is his dad. Um, they always have a big smile on their face, but this year it was extra big. Um, um, you know, it was definitely pretty cool to see Dexter and his dad out on the racetrack uh, at the same time. Uh, I think they, they had a, a tremendous amount of fun together. Um, you know, they, they traveled together. They always were together. When Dexter was at the racetrack, Wallace was there too. Um, but totally different dynamic when both of you are on the racetrack together at the same time. And and uh, uh, Wallace had a great year too, you know. He, he sure for, did. For a guy that, that really hasn't spent a whole lot of time in an asphalt car, uh, for a guy that uh, – that is, you know, had kind of stepped away from from the driving aspect uh, for a while. You know, jumping back in and and uh, having some fun. Um, I know there was a couple of real epic races between him and Brian Cathcart, um, and uh, even throw in Glenn Styers in there as well. And and uh, at you know a handful of the other races, uh, uh, you know there was there was some guys that they were competitive with as well. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know just a, a ton of fun uh, to to see that dynamic kind of unfold. And and I imagine Dexter will talk about it as well. And and uh, looking forward to seeing what uh, what their plans are heading in. I know that announcement with EHR. Uh, uh, earlier uh, this week with Alex Gannett going to be driving full-time oh, for yeah. EHR. Yeah, yeah. Um, that brings a lot to the table um, and and brings a a tremendous amount of technical experience and, and uh, uh, brings a, a lot to what EHR is. So uh, we'll be interested to hear from Dexter and what he's got going on. You know, Dexter, that, that Xfinity experience that he picked up while he was down south, um, that that really made a big difference, I believe, in Dexter's career. Up here, when he decided to come back up into Canada and run the NASCAR Penny Series, I think that experience he gained down south uh, really is paying dividends up on this side of the border. What do you think? Yeah, it definitely does. Um, you, you drive down into the corner at 190 miles an hour at uh, at Vegas, and it's a hell of a lot easier to drive into the corner at 70 miles an hour at Edmonton. You know, it it, yeah. it just is. It, there's no two ways around that. It doesn't matter if you ran at the back in the Xfinity series. Um, you know, just getting that sheer feeling of speed, and um, you know, it, not to say that he didn't, he wasn't competitive down there when he was there. You know, yeah. um, there was a couple of runs in there at tracks like Daytona and Talladega where where Dexter ran pretty good. You know, inside the the lead draft and and whatnot. Um, you know, it it definitely. Uh, you know, it pays dividends to go down there and race against the best, and and uh, um, it, there's no two ways around that. It it's just like you know a, a late model guy uh, making the pull and going down to Speed Week, or making the pull and going down to the All American 400. Um, you get your eyes opened up in a hurry. Oh, that, yeah. Hey, look, it's uh, there's a lot more that I can be doing behind the wheel. You know, there's 
there's a lot of times that I can think of where a great driver from here goes down there and gets absolutely annihilated, mm-hmm. um, both on the speed chart and on the racetrack. And, and uh, you know, it opens their eyes. There's a lot more tools, you know, at their disposal than they realize. Hey, if I turn the wheel a little slower or if I hit the brake a little bit easier um, or if I hit the throttle a little bit harder here, yes. I can change the way that the car does it. And, um, you know, it's, it's those things that you pick up over time and, and it allows you to control those variables. And it, there is no question about it. Everybody who goes down south and runs in the top tier of whatever series that it is, whether it be dirt, whether it be asphalt, whether it be, you know, uh, the heavy stock cars side of things with, with NASCAR um, or IndyCar for that matter. You know, anytime yeah. that you get a chance yeah, to yeah. go down and and, uh, and run against the big dogs in any series, it uh, it pays dividends. And, and uh, you know, you, we're seeing that with Dexter. We've seen it. You know, in the past with Andrew Ranger, we've seen it in the past with J.R. Fitzpatrick and D.J. Kennington, and the list goes on and on. All those guys that get a chance to go down there and get after it, roll up the sleeves, they come back a better race car driver because of it. And, uh, you know, it... Uh you know, we we just had him on the show, but Alex uh, Labe, you know, mm. Alex Labe, yeah. hell of a race car driver. Look at him go. And he goes down there and gets his eyes opened up in a hurry. And and you know, he he has nestled into that program and and really rolled his sleeves up and got better and better and better. And now when he comes back up. I think back to Icar, man, he started at the back, never touched a car, and drove his way up to fifth yep. without a yellow flag coming out. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and, yeah. and in a car that was subpar um, in the grand scheme of things, he was in an oval car. Like, he should not have been able to do the things that he was doing, and uh, um, it's because of all that experience. So, um, yeah, when you ask if Dexter, you know, learned a lot down there, yes, I think he did. And and uh, I think that even working with the caliber of guys that he was working with at, at EHR, that teaches you a lot as well. Sure, sure, sure. Tons, tons. And look forward to catching up with all of our guests here tonight. But what do you say we spend some time right now with the cup champion? we got Joey Logano. Uh, here is the discussion I had with Joey Logano just the other day. We're going to play it now on Race Time and... Sit back, relax, and enjoy a different discussion with the 2022 champion. Here's Joey Logano. Let's welcome in our first guest of the night. Uh, we are very honored to have this next guest. He is the 2022, now two-time champion in the Cup Series, driver of that 22 shell Pennzoil Ford. We have Joey Logano with us. Joey, congratulations on your second championship, my man. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely a, a special weekend for sure for our race team to be able to, to grab a championship. And, um, you know, it's the ultimate goal, right? That's when you when you start the season, it's all about winning the championship. And uh, to accomplish that, that feat is definitely something that uh, we don't take lightly. And uh, we'll make sure we enjoy it. I can well imagine, man, you touched them all. You did it all in style on Sunday. Uh, You you were not to be beat on Sunday. It it had to be redemption, thinking back to 2020, when you started having a wheel vibrate. Anything can happen in these cars, but, Joey, Sunday was made for that 22. Absolutely. We definitely had a a great car. We had the time to really go through... um, you know, a lot of the details. After we won Las Vegas, uh, that that set you into the, the championship for two weeks, you know, two and a half weeks before anybody else really knows they're locked in. So we used that to our advantage. We had the time to do that. We were able to uh, 
to really focus in on, on all the little details that it takes to win this race. And, um, and really all that kind of came to fruition when uh, we got there and we were able to have a fast car and put it on a pole and, and lead a bunch of laps and ultimately win the race. So everything just really worked out right. You know, uh, going back, uh, Junior and I were sitting here uh, in the Race Time Radio studio watching. I believe it was. Now, I'm getting old, so things slip a little bit in the old noodle up here. But I think it was near the end of Stage 2. I can remember hearing, uh, you know, Joey, stop shifting. We need to save a little bit of fuel. Were you concerned at that point? Because you didn't listen real well. You kept shifting. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I, I was doing a little bit of both. Uh, there, there's many ways you can save fuel, <laughs> and so uh, sometimes shifting is not the most efficient way, and, and you can uh, do some different things inside the car. So I was uh, kind of going through that and, and trying to figure out what was the best way to save fuel without giving up much lap time. And so we were kind of working on that back and forth, and um, you know, it's all kind of trying to do that in the heat of the moment and trying to understand how how many gallons you are short and how much you're actually saving when you're doing certain things. So it's a uh, yeah, it was a, a small part of the race we had to get through. So you don't want to take yourself out and make sure that we had enough gas. And if we had to le- lose a spot or two on the racetrack, uh, that wasn't the end of the world. No, but you didn't want to lose anything on that track. It was yours on Sunday. And, Joey, you did a phenomenal job behind the wheel. Uh, 507 Cup career races so far. 31 wins. Two championships. Four wins this season. Uh, you put it all together, and uh, it, it's just an amazing uh, set of circumstances that you've uh, got compiled now. Uh, you've got a long career yet ahead of you, Joey. You're only 32 years old. When, when do you think, and I know this is coming off of a championship, but when do you think it's going to be time for Joey to ride off into the sunset and go do, you know, whatever uh, drivers do when they retire? Uh, have you got like seven championships? You want to top Big E and, uh, you know, like any of those guys that have got lots of championships, you want to keep going until you do that? Or what do you think? Well, I don't know if I'll be able to ever reach that, but I'll keep trying. <laughs> and uh, to answer your question, it'll be when I can't win anymore. Um, I, I think that's probably the, the biggest thing. If, if we can uh, keep being successful as a race team and and I can contribute more to our my race team um, in different ways, uh, we can win on the racetrack, then, yes, I want to keep racing. Uh, you know, it, the fun part, let's be honest, the fun part is winning. <laughs> At this level, you don't do it for fun anymore. It's not a hobby. It's a job. And so uh, you want to be successful at that. And, and I don't want to be the, the team member that is holding everybody back. Uh, I want to be the one that's, that's bringing something to the table and pushing everybody. And um, so as long as I can continue to do that, uh, I'm in. So how long that is, I have no idea. might be a long time. I hope it's a long time. Awesome stuff. When I look through your stats, there's only three seasons, and one really doesn't count because you only had three races in your first year that you ever sat in a cup seat. There's only been three seasons that have got a goose egg where you didn't win any races, and they were all at the first, what, four years that you were in the car. You got a win, then you had a two-year drought, and every single season from there uh, right up until today— uh, you've had wins in every season. Uh, that doesn't happen by accident. You are the you know the slice, the slice of bread. You are the guy. Well, 
<laughs> Thanks. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a lot of great competitors out there that I race against, and it's hard to, to be able to do that, right? And it's, it's nice to say that we've won uh, a race in the last, uh, I guess, it's been 11 years or so in, in a row, which is, is, is special. Um, but, you know, it, I guess I always say you're, you're, what happened in the past doesn't really predict the future all the time. So uh, there's a great stat, um, but you got to stay out the windshield at this point. It's, it's sometimes fun to look out the rearview mirror and see where you've been, but uh, it's more important to see where you're going. You know, when I look back over the years, you started driving as young as six years old in a quarter midget. You went from quarter midgets that you were winning in into a Bandolero, then on to a legend car. Then you started jumping into more of a late model style car. Uh, look back and tell us about, you know, how you got started on Race Time Radio. We're all about short track. And, yeah, we check in on you guys in the Cup Series, the trucks and, uh, you know, the Xfinity Series. But what we concentrate on is the short track stuff and guys trying to get to where you are. And you've been driven, Joey, since you were six years old to do what you're doing today. Yeah, I, mean, I, I you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to find what I love at a very young age, right? And you, you think about that these days. Like, it's really hard to figure out what you want to do for a living. Um, and I was very fortunate to say, hey, I, I want to be in racing. I love cars. I love fast cars particularly, <laughs> and, uh, and I loved driving. Like, I had a good time. Like, that that was what I, I wanted to do every day I got home from school. I would jump in the backyard and get in a little yard cart, and I would just bomb around and have a big time and tear up the yard and neighbor's yards and mailboxes, and I hit plenty of those. And <laughs> I, just, I just had a good time. It's what I wanted to do. My my parents recognized that and, and helped me uh, achieve my goals and just go through different ranks as we went along. And um, a lot of different learnings along the way and you know i didn't really come from a racing family uh, by no means but my dad never raced or anything and uh so we just learned together and it made it a lot of fun right we'd show up to the racetrack and we didn't know how much air to put in the tires you know it's like i don't know like <laughs> we had no idea you know and then we just would go out there and win and we didn't know why or how and we'd do it again the next week <laughs> it was something that uh ended up being a lot of fun and then obviously i was talking about you know as those kids racing, that that changes as you get older, and you start racing, uh, you know, the bigger cars, especially the late models and, and Pro Cup at the time and ASA at the time. Like all those those series were very very strong, and um, obviously you, you you become a lot more of a serious racer when you get to that point. But uh, my favorite time in in the sport for me, um, you know, outside of winning championships right now, uh, would be just racing when I was a kid and traveling around and having fun you know and when it was like when it was the hobby right it was it was mm -hmm. you know little league baseball right it was that's what it was for, for us and it was fun well a dream dreams do come true if you work hard enough uh, no one had more pressure on them when they stepped into the cup realm of things than you did joey uh you were really at the end of an era you were probably one of the last guys that I know of that got hired to actually wheel the race car. Uh, so many things today come down to dollars and cents and how much sponsorship you can bring. Uh, I know you have to have talent to get into the series, but in the same respect, 
not all the guys were sort of hired to do that job. A lot of them were uh, partnered to do that job. And you really were at the end of an era. I know I, uh, I've tweeted that out many times. And I, Joey was one of the last guys to get a hired seat. And, man, you had a ton of pressure on you when you got into the Cup Series. Did it feel like, uh, did you have to block that stuff out back then and just go do your job? Or how did you address all the pressure? Well, I mean, you can't block it out. It's there, right? I mean, it's the same thing as racing for a championship. You can't minimize the situation. It is what it is. Uh, right? You can't hide from circumstances. It's, it's what's there. And so, you know, for, for me, even even then, yeah, I mean, I was, um, you know, 15, and Jogos Racing hired me to drive a car for them, and I just thought that was incredible, right? Like, shoot, I was getting paid to drive a car at 15 years old. Like, that's does not happen anymore in our sport um and you know to have uh you know that 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 opportunity was great it did come with a lot of pressure and, and you know unfortunately it just didn't work out there right at the end of the day it just wasn't uh you know, we weren't successful when we got to the cup level and a lot of that is because I, I really wasn't ready <laughs> you know I, I didn't know that uh none of us knew that and you know the landscape of the sport has, has changed a lot since then that was when there was a lot of you know, driver development programs that all these teams had. And, you know, the teams were trying to figure out who their next driver was going to be. Um, you know, and now, uh, you know, there's, there's similar situations in some ways, but in others, it's, it's very, very different. And like you said, yeah, I mean, it's, the sport, it, it's expensive. Let's, you can't hide from that. It, it's expensive to, to do. And, you know, you, you can't just go to your local sporting goods store and buy a race car. It doesn't work like that. And so it takes, uh, it takes an army to do it, right? You got to have a great team, and, and that's why today's world, as a driver, you have to be really, really good off the racetrack as much as you're really, really good on the racetrack. Um, and you know, the, the drivers that realize that and do that are the ones that are that make it, or the ones that are stick around for a long, long time. You know, you look at our sport. There's been a, a lot of drivers that weren't. Um, you know, the most special on the racetrack, but they were spectacular off the racetrack. They had great careers. There's some that are the other way around, but there's some that do both. And those are the ones that, that really know uh, and really get going with this thing. And, and, and you can probably pinpoint the, the five or six guys that got really, really good at that and, and took advantage of every opportunity that came their way, um, you know, and, and, and try to model after you know, a lot of that and try to take advantage of what, what comes my way. Well, you are one of those five. I can tell you that. Uh, Joey, uh, extra special this past Sunday with your family. I've seen you with your son there, you know, coming through right from uh, the time you got out of the car. How special was that? I know half the family was still at home, but, hey, at least you were able to do something with your son. That's going to be memorable moments, guaranteed. Yeah, we brought our oldest with us you know, the time change from, from North Carolina to Phoenix makes it a little tough with the, the younger ones. But um, our oldest is four, and uh, he's almost five. And so uh, he was able to handle the, the time change. And, um, you know, I always wanted to, you know, win a race. Ever since Kevin Harvick did it in Michigan uh, with his son, Keelan, he won the race, and he put him in the passenger seat. They drove around in the victory lane together. And I thought, man, how cool. Like, does it get cooler than that? Like, it can't. Like, that's just as neat as it gets. And... I always wanted to do that, and every time I won a race, I didn't have my family there. <laughs> right. You know, it's just, and I was like, dang, like, when's this going to happen? And um, for it to happen in the championship race, 
um, and watching Hudson run up there to grab the checkered flag, and we did donuts in the car and everything together, and uh, man, just to see his reaction, uh, because I know him so well, right? So you kind of like, he's really quiet in, in, in a group of people, but the next morning he's wide open in the motorhome talking about every little detail that happened, and uh, that was pretty special. Oh, that's so cool. So cool. When does the quarter midget come out for Hudson, or is it already there? <laughs> so it's funny you say this. My dad actually kept my first quarter midget for some reason. I don't know why, but we still have it. And, uh, shoot, this was uh, a couple of years ago now, um, was able to put an engine. We put an engine back in that car. It's been sitting for 20-something years. And uh, uh, we repaved the racetrack in, in Connecticut. I raced at Silver City Quarter Midget Club, and um, I brought Hudson up there, and he drove the car around. And so it's so neat to see your kid driving around the car that you started in the time he was only three. But it was cool just to see him cruising around a little bit, and that thing is neat. So cool. Joey Logano, we've surely enjoyed the time. Final question for you, Brad Moran, good friend of Race Time Radio. Uh, Brad and I go way back. Give him a report card on year number one as cup director. I thought I thought he did well. Um, you know, he, and he he walked into one of the most challenging years uh, ever in our sport when you introduce the the next gen car. Um, the, the challenges that were coming his way, a lot of them were things that have never happened before, and trying to figure out how to handle that. Right, the, the tech process or just the race formats and how things are going. Like, I mean. Geez, like, talk about one heck of a year to jump into for the first time. So uh, I'd say he had a successful year, uh, especially with the challenges that came his way. Uh, awesome stuff. Joey, enjoy the championship you got from now till Daytona, and then it's uh, time to put it all back into fly again. But uh, you're a dynamite champion, and uh, much continued success. We'll be watching all the way through, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate the time here on race time radio up here in canada you got a ton of fans man you got to get back to that iwk 250 and finish up uh what you started there a few years ago <laughs> well i'd like to you never know it'd be really cool too and thanks for having me on appreciate it we'll talk to you soon that is joey logano man what a champion and uh we got to thank nascar for the time um it, I got to tell you, Joey and I were uh, talking quite a bit there. Uh, they had allotted like 10 minutes of time. And, uh, well, Joey and I sort of blew that. It went way over. And uh, we had a good time. We had a good time. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed that interview with Joey Logano as much as I did. Uh, what a true champion, Junior. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's uh, it's really interesting. Joey Logano has got such a polarized fan base. <laughs> There are so many people that that love the guy, but there are also so many people that absolutely hate how he drives. And it is incredible. You know, when you look at at NASCAR and, and you know, that's part of it, right? It's, uh, uh, you know, if, if everybody loves you, there's no way you're running up front. You know, same, if, same thing could have been said about Jeff Gordon when he was winning I mean, his titles. Absolutely. Yep. Kevin Harvick, another yep, one. Yep. The list goes on. Yep. And yep. you know what? I... I I've always been a fan of Joey Logano, um, you know, e even, you know, well before race time radio and all that stuff. Um, I, I was uh, a fan of Joey's, um, 
you know, he he did not get a fair shake when he first jumped into the, the Cup Series. That's why I brought and, it up. And you know, when you look at uh, at where he's taken Penske, him and and Brad Keselowski took Penske to a whole new level. Oh yeah, the two of them uh, together in NASCAR. You know, yeah. in NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and and really, um, you know, I I love the fact that that he is willing to drive it in there. And, you know, make his presence known no matter what. Yep. Um, I like his grit. I like his determination every single time. I think he makes racing exciting. Um, and, and I think that, you know, a lot of people can take a lot of notes on, on what to do business-wise because Joey Logano is a very smart guy when it comes time for, for you know, keeping his sponsors happy and, and uh, you know, still maintaining a professional image and, and all of those things. Um, you know, there's a reason why he's he's got a Hall of Fame level ride, oh, and yeah. it's not just because he he can drive a race car. It's it's the whole package, and you know, you look at at some of the stuff that happens um, off the racetrack, and and Joey has got you know a a primo marketing agency that uh, it, that is his, and and it's Clutch um, Clutch Advertising and, and Motorsports Activation, and um, working with some young talent and, uh, uh, you know, they've got a, a wicked photo, um, you know, uh, studio there for, uh, a number of the, the teams utilize his, his photo studio. Um, a number of the teams utilize his, his graphic design staff that he has. And, um, just, a, a, an incredible guy off the racetrack as well. Uh, you know, he's a nice guy. He, he has the time for the oh, fans. Yeah. He has the time for everybody. Uh, NASCAR needs a champion like that. And, uh, um, you know, he, he might not be, you know, he, he, he might not be the most exciting all the time. He's pretty vanilla sometimes, and and he's pretty cookie cutter uh, in in some of his ways that he answers questions and a little bit robotic. But uh, you know what? He's he's a good champion, and and I think that uh, um, you know it, it's it's good for the sport. You know, Joey Logano. I got a chance to meet him long before he was a champion. Uh, whether we were doing interviews at Daytona or Miami, um, and then of course through the IWK two fifty. And let's call that an off NASCAR track sort of thing. And Joey Logano was, uh, he had all the right to, you know, basically show up at Riverside and just drive the car and forget about anything else. That's not Joey Logano. He was a true, true cool guy to be around yeah. without the cameras, without the microphone on. Uh, Joey Logano was, like, honestly, one of those guys. And I became a Joey Logano fan a long time ago. Uh, but that there was uh, yeah, defining moments. You can tell a lot about somebody when you meet them without the cameras and the mics on. Joey Logano is that guy that you see on television. He's the same guy without anything. Yeah, and, and that means a lot, right? There's a does. lot of those guys. It does. There's a lot of those guys that are completely different when that when that camera or that microphone Ooh, shuts off. I can name some names. Absolutely. I won't, but no, uh, and, and, definitely Joey is the real deal. Yep. Mark Martin called him the real deal, and uh, for good reason. Joey Logano is the real deal. Yep. Mark Martin called him that back when he was driving a super truck at New Smyrna Speedway. Yep. Um, and pretty cool. You know, if, uh, you know, Mark Martin comes out and says that long time ago when Mark was the guy, uh, it, you, you know, you're doing something. But anyway, uh, you can check out Joy Logano on our sister station, Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Uh, he, he's behind the wheel and he's there with the morning drive with Pete and uh, uh, Bagman. 
check them out. Check them out. Behind the wheel, Joy Logano. Um, have a listen to the show, and you can call in and actually ask Joy Logano questions. If you haven't got your Sirius XM satellite subscription yet, Christmas is coming. And uh, talk about a great gift for someone under the tree. Uh, that Sirius XM would go a long way to making a race fan real happy so they can tune in to Race Time Radio, to uh, Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, and all they've got going on. We are going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to try and get Cole Butcher on this very show. We'll have him live, and we'll talk to him about the Snowball Derby. Of course, it's all coming up, uh, and it's key to all short track race fans right across North America, as you know. Um, and we'll talk to Cole. I believe he's getting that 53 car ready to go. We'll be back live on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. Come on, wake up, honey. I got a little money coming my way. We got to get out of here. Find me some cigarettes, little whiskey and me. From coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Tom Cochran's most famous song, Life is a Highway, was a number one hit in Canada, and it hit the top ten in the Billboard charts back in 1992. It was written after Tom's famine relief work overseas took place. He was so taken with what was happening there, he wrote it as a pick-me-up to himself after watching the devastation. That's why he mentioned places in the song like Khyber Pass, along with his hometown of Vancouver. Canadian Sports Trivia, here's Joe Thistle. During the 2000 NBA All-Star festivities, the Toronto Raptors' Vince Carter exploded to win the dunk contest with a series of moves including a through-the-leg slam. Carter's air show was a defining moment for basketball in Canada, putting the Raptors and the entire country on the map. A championship now in the books, Canada has become a hotbed for NBA talent. And it was Vince Carter flying through the air that started it all. Canadian Sports Trivia. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Rock of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, gal! Woo! Shake and bake! Here on Race Time Radio. 
And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight. So glad you could tune in. Uh, we are going to go straight to the hotline, and we're going to welcome in the driver of the number 53 Atlantic Tilt Load Chevrolet. We got Cole Butcher on the other end of this line, I do believe. How you doing, Cole? Good. How are you? Not too bad at all. Man, uh, how are things coming? You got uh, the Derby coming up. Uh, yeah, how are the plans coming? Uh, pretty good. Well, I've been home the last couple of weeks, so I fly back on the 20th, and then uh, I think we test the 27th and 28th. Oh, good. So you get a little bit of test time in with the 53 car. That'll be uh, that'll be good. You know that track, though. Uh, do you think it has changed much, or has the car changed? Mm, I think so. We were there in the spring, and... We didn't really do that good. The car was good. We just had some bad luck. So I think uh, come back this time, we should be fine. Speaking of bad luck, uh, the last race out for you, the All-American 400, didn't quite go the way that you had it planned. Man, you were right up at the front, too. Yeah, kind of did a lot of it. Some of it was my own fault. Some of it was others. But, uh, you know, it's just part of the deal. And uh, all you can do is move forward. So, uh, Cole, did you learn much? from that race that's going to apply to Five Flag Speedway when you get down there for the uh, Snowball Derby? Is there anything that you can take from one to go to the other? Oh, patience. That's the only thing. Really, patience. you got to be there at the end. <laughs> Keep the patience and pack them with you when you leave. Now, the car that happened to get tore up after that race... Is that the 53, the same car that you will use at the Snowball Derby, or is that a totally different car? No, it's going to be a different car. Yeah, totally different car. Uh, what happened to that one that was tore up? Is it back in the 53 shop now, or are you guys uh, hard at work? Probably already got it fixed, if it was fixable. Uh, we came back from Nashville, took the motor out of it, and just waiting to go over across the street to Annie Peak. Right now, it's still in North Carolina. Ah, so it sits down there in wait, um, and then you'll be uh, taking a totally different car. So that test is really going to mean a lot then uh, if you're jumping into a car that's different, uh, even though they're built the same. I don't know, Cole, I've seen you in a number of 53 cars. Every one of them runs a little bit different, doesn't it? Uh, not so much of the hand. Not really. I mean, my distance cars are all the same. My hand cars. They're all the same, so um, everything's pretty well mounted the same. You just got to adjust your steering wheel and go from there. It's like a, it's like a new pair of shoes, right? Yeah. It's like you yeah. just get a new pair of shoes and you're good, you're good to go. Cole, uh, looking at uh, you know everything that uh, uh, has went on this year, obviously you, you had a, a solid year. Uh, you got lots of checkered flags. You got one big monkey off your back uh, with that Oxford 250 win. Um you know, a uh, scorecard throughout the year so far. Where, are you happy with where the year has taken you so far, heading into the Derby, or or are you are you real hungry for more? Obviously, you're real hungry for more. You want to go win the Derby. Take that out of yeah, it. We need, we need to win the Derby, but uh, you know, we should uh, probably had a couple more wins this year. Um, maybe finish finish a lot more races than we did. We had a lot of DNS this year, and that typically doesn't happen for us. So uh, it wasn't the best year in the world. It wasn't the worst year in the world. So uh, let's cap it off with a victory, hopefully. How many years have you been running the Snowball Derby? Is this four, five now? 
five years now, I think. Right. Yeah, this will be the fifth. Yeah, this will be yeah. the fifth, right? Yeah. And you've had the pole, right? You've had the pole for that race? No, I've had the outside pole twice. Twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Outside pole. Hey, is Jarrett going to be going too? Your brother, is he going to head down and do the snowflake? Uh, yep, yep. He'll also be running the snowflake. Yeah, we have an interesting lineup, you know, for for the Canadians so far that have announced. Um, I don't foresee anybody else joining the list, um, but you never know. You know, there might be somebody laying in the weeds, some surprises. Um, but uh, uh, so far, right now, uh, for the for the snowball, uh, you've got Brandon Watson. Uh, he's he's on a, the entry list, and then as well Cole. Um, but for the Snowflake, you've got Glenn Styers, um, you've got Kyle Steckley, uh, Alex Gannett, uh, and then as well Jarrett. So uh, from from Canada here. So it's uh, uh, that's that's the most amount of Canadian involvement. You know, the last couple of years there's been a couple, right? Right. <laughs> and there's, and, and uh, you know, last year of course we've seen the two come down from WMI with Trayton and and Cole or or uh, Brandon, and then as well the two Butcher Boys. But uh, this is the this is the most amount of Canadian involvement I've seen in in a while. For between the the Allen Turner Snowflake 100 and and as well the uh, the Snowball uh, Cole, looking at uh, at you know the the way that uh, they've they've shaken it up a little bit on the purse side of things by the looks of it, um, it increased uh, it's thirty thirty thousand to win now, um, uh, and and you know looking at the the rules package for this year is anything different this year on the rules side of things uh, that that the fans should be watching for throughout the race. I don't think Ricky Brooks is doing tech this year, so that's kind of a big deal. Um, that is for sure. I, I didn't know about the purse, so I guess that's kind of cool. Uh, other than that, nothing really changed. That'd be a good one for you to go win there, Cole. Thirty grand, thirty grand in U.S. bananas would be kind of nice right about now. Oh yeah, we definitely take it. <laughs> <laughs> I can well imagine. When do you head out? Uh, when are you going to do that test? You said Tuesday, I believe. When do you head out and head for Florida? Uh, me and Jared fly out the next uh, week from today, and then we test a week from week from then. Ooh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Hopefully, we get perfect weather this year at Five Flags. You know, the crowd's going to be huge. Uh, the pressure's going to be on there, Cole. Are you going to get together with any of the other Canadians other than Jared while you're down there? Do you guys ever get a chance to get together? Mm, I don't know. Probably not. I kind of stick to my own bubble. Yeah, just sort of hang out, you guys. Uh, I can well, well imagine. You, you come with a pretty big bubble, though. It's the the Hamkey bubble. It's not like you're coming with a small team yeah, here. You're coming. Yeah, there's there's only about fifty people when you when you sit down at the wing house. It's you guys need a, an entire you guys need an entire half of the restaurant. Yeah, but uh, no, Cole. Uh, looking at uh, um, you know the 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 derby itself. Um, and, and every single time it comes around, um, it, it seems to get bigger and bigger, um, you know, annually, year over year. Um, you know, the, the amount of people that, that can tune in now, uh, that's a heck of a lot different than what it used to be 10 years ago, right? It's uh, everybody can watch from the comfort of their own home now uh, with, uh, with Race in America. Um, it, do, you, do you get talked too much? From the other media's that that uh, that cover 
um, you know, the, the snowball derby, uh, like leading up to it, uh, are, are you, cause you, you're a guy that qualifies inside the top five every single time. Now you're a guy that runs up front. You've got to become a favorite, uh, to a certain degree. Uh, what's it like with the other media being as though you're from Canada, but you're, you're in that running. Probably the next couple, couple of weeks, we'll start getting phone calls. Um, once you get there, you know, you do your normal interviews, but, uh, they always do that, that, of however they do it, the rank will probably be, I don't know, top five of that list, I would think, from what we went from facing it off last year. So, uh, I don't know, it kind of depends on where you rank in practice, if they want to talk to you or not. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, 100%. If you show speed, everybody wants to talk to you, right? Yeah. Well, well, what's the... We always want to talk yeah, to you, yeah, so. Absolutely. Well, yeah, because he's always fast, though. Yeah. I mean, if yeah, he was yeah. slow, would we want to talk to him? Sure, sure. Nah. Got, I'd talk to Cole. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Cole, uh, looking at uh, at tires. Tires have been an issue across the, you know, the stratosphere of motorsports. Last year, as much as they weren't an issue, they were still an issue by the end of the by the end of the week um, at, at the Snowball Derby. Um, it, I know Hoosier and those guys, they... they this is a major event, so I imagine their their supply is not going to be an issue. Uh, but are there any worries about the fact that they're maybe not able to cure for as long? Or have you guys dealt with anything to do with the uh, the tires themselves um, once you get down there? Like, is that in the scope? Or is that in the realm of, of worry for you and your team uh, heading into the Derby weekend? No, it's not really. It's kind of the same for everyone else. So you kind of have to deal with it when you get there, but you're limited to how many practice tires you get. Exactly. Tires. So, uh, um, you know, Weeder, uh, Weeder Nation will do a good job picking our tires and Kevin Norway. So uh, we're not really worried about it. Good. Well, good luck down there. I know we will have our eyes firmly glued on you, and I know we'll be reaching out for comment uh, from our Canadian guys down there. Good luck, Cole. Instead of being outside pole, sticker on the pole, go win that snowball derby, will you? Yeah, I appreciate it. We'll do our best. Is it going to be all red, though? Cause you, no, you, it's you, black, you, I know. You changed it up to black ah. over the last couple of races. Uh, I was just I was picturing a, an all red 53 for the derby. but uh, So she's going to be black, is she? Yeah. All right. We're going to be... In disguise, you're you're <laughs> channeling your your. I don't even want to say I, this is this is mean. You're channeling your inner Dylan. Yeah, your your inner. I was like, we were actually out with him on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> your 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 inner Dylan Blankhorn. Yeah. He'd like that. He he paid me to say that. Too much fun. <laughs> Cole, good luck. Have a safe flight. Uh, have a good test, and I know we'll be in touch, buddy. Good luck. Thank you. You betcha, Cole Butcher. Watch for him in the Snowball Derby going to be interesting junior it's going to be we got some really really good canadian contingent going down there this year as we did the last year but you know with that pandemic in the way and stuff it would have hampered quite a few guys i know there's a lot going down to watch oh yeah definitely there'll be there'll be a pile going down to watch and um you know <laughs> the the list of names i still have not seen trayton lapsovich's name on the entry list now the entry list was updated or november Caden. 11th or, or Caden. Caden yeah. has not been on there yet watch uh, out either there's a um, pair that i can believe will be there you think so i, I, do. I, 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 yeah, I do yeah I, I don't know when i look at it um you know, Steckley, I think Steckley is, uh, you know, they're going to bring their A game. But for the first time, I it, it, there hasn't been a lot of McCall involvement down there. 
at, yeah. at, the, yeah, yeah. at the Derby. This is WMI, right? No, Steckley is oh, going down. Steckley's with, going with, down with his own stock. I mean, with McCall, like it's right. it's McCall Racing Enterprises. Um, it will be very interesting. I, I think mm. that uh, I, I I'm I'm a you know I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do down there. Sure. And yeah, yeah. Uh, you know we we seen WMI last year go out there and post some numbers and uh, did a wonderful job. And uh, really, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what Steck can do. But uh, uh, man, that's uh, you know obviously we've seen Steckley go out there and perform at an ultra high level this year. He did a great job. Yes, he did. And uh, yes, he sure he's did. He's ready for it. He's ready for uh, for a big show down there um, as well. I think uh, the Brandon Watson deal again. Mm. Uh, they know what to expect and and uh you know i think that they did a wonderful job last year coming home in the top 10 uh really had a good fast car towards the end of the race and um i look forward to seeing what they can put together this year and uh, as well glenn styers you know um that's gonna be cool for glenn he's gonna gonna have some fun down there it is for sure and uh you know it's uh it's gonna be cool there's uh alex gannett will be no slouch by any stretch he'll Um, be fast he he, whose car is he in the 30. The 30 car. The 30, and it says that he's out of Mooresville, North Carolina. I do believe that that is with Terry Jones and Oh, Terry's Wintron. car. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. They'll be stout. Yeah, and, and yeah. Uh, uh, Noah Gregson mm. was partnered with them um, yep. the year prior. Um, and I believe that Noah is in for... Um, the Derby as well. He just uh, just announced that he's going to be in for the Derby. Cool. But I don't know whether he's going to be in the 30 or not. Right. So, um, yeah, he will be. He'll be in the 30. So I, I do believe that Gannett and, and Noah Gregson will be teammates. One will be in the in the flake and one will be in the in the, the Derby. How cool is that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Lots of information going to go back and forth there, I can guarantee it. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, when I, when I look at the Canadian involvement for here, um I'm surprised that uh, that Steckley's going here rather than than uh, Speed Week. Yeah, because um, I don't I, I don't foresee a team being able to do both. Like I mean, that's big money, it's, man. It's big, big it's, money, it's big, big investment. You got to choose money. one or the other. Um, and uh, you know, I, I was kind of surprised at that. I think Steckley would be a shoe in for a championship down in 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 at New Smyrna, um, you know, or or but, but, competing for one. But which one are you going to be seen more in? Exactly right. The Snowball Derby is going to be your visibility one. Yep. If you're trying to build your brand, yep. you want to hit the Snowball Derby, absolutely, or the Snowflake. Either one. They're yep. both heavily watched. Yep. Yep. New Smyrna is too. Don't get me wrong. Yep. Love the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing. Yep. But when you compare, well, you can't. You can't compare no. the two grandstands. No. Uh, one is overloaded, and the other one still has room for improvement, so to speak. But uh, we're going to hit this break. When we come back, uh, we got L.P. Dumoulin that's going to be joining us at some point real, real soon. So stay with us. We will be back. time to get back to the racetracks for over 30 years quick quick fire starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one two three there's no need for kindling or paper just pop your quick quick fire starter in the pit add your wood and presto you're a pro 
quick wick fire starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick wick fire starters, the world's best fire starter. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive out there? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Canadian Sports Trivia, here's Joe Thistle. During the 2000 NBA All-Star festivities, the Toronto Raptors' Vince Carter exploded to win the dunk contest with a series of moves including a through-the-leg slam. Carter's air show was a defining moment for basketball in Canada, putting the Raptors and the entire country on the map. A championship now in the books, Canada has become a hotbed for NBA talent. And it was Vince Carter flying through the air that started it all. Canadian Sports Trivia. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchuk. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You? Go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. (laughs) I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Welcome back. Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to our Race Time Radio. All live tonight on Race Time Radio TV, uh, Sirius XM, Channel 167, and good old racetimeradio.com. Uh, but what we're going to try and do here, we got L.P. Dumoulin. Uh, Susie just talked to L.P. on the horn. And we're going to try and gear him up uh, in about three minutes. We're going to try and gear him up on video. So if you would like to tune in on Racetime Radio TV, you'll actually be able to see the 47 WeatherTech guy, Junior. This will be a lot of fun catching up with him on video. It'll be different. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, I wonder where he is. You know? I don't know. You know? Do you think he's in the shop? I don't think he's in the shop. Oh, I don't know. I think the shop work's done. It's Sunday. He has been a busy guy. Yep. Yeah. Well, and this works out good. It's going to be about two, three minutes, which is going to take us to the top of the hour. Yeah. And we got to throw it back to SiriusXM for the news update, and it only takes 90 seconds. So that's what we'll do. We'll uh, When we get there, we'll throw it back to T.O., 
And then we'll come back with you live for hour number two. Let me preview just a wee bit of what we got coming up in hour number two. Of course, L.P. Dumoulin, we're going to have the two-time champion in the Pindy series on with us live. We got uh, Dexter Texter Stacy coming up. Uh, also had a really good year in NASCAR Pindy's competition. And, Junior, you and I have got some commentary. I know there's a few things that I want to pick your brain about, and I know there's a few things that are on my mind that we'll cover off in uh, hour number two. But I digress. This is going to be uh, a real good, strong second hour, and we're going to have a lot of fun in hour number two. Always do. Always. That's, that's usually when the fireworks start going off, right? <laughs> it's hour number two. Usually. That's, you know, when the, the sun starts to go down. Uh, well, not now. No, not sun's anymore. Gone early sun's now. gone now. Oh, I want to tell you, just while I got time, uh, I'm going to do a couple of videos uh, that I'm going to put out that are non-race related, just so everybody realizes, not non-race related, but they have to do with um, uh, lighting a fire inside now, right? Because we've been all summer long having our fires outside and lighting the pit up with our quick, quick fire starters. Well, there's a couple things that uh, I've ran into that are, one, a uh, safety issue, and two, going to save people money. If you've got a fireplace in your house, um, uh, I'm telling you what, I'm going to save you some money. So keep a watch out for that next week. Now that the temperature has dropped down, I thought it'd be opportune time to put out a couple of these things. And they come from personal experience. So I thought I'd share it with you. Joe, you were here the one night that we smoked the house out. Yeah. Uh, more than one night. Yeah. Well, and it was dangerous, right? Yeah. So I'm going to share a little bit of knowledge that I gained over that time. Um, and it can really, like, if somebody bought a house this year, never had a fireplace before, um, some of this stuff can come into play, and it may save your life. So I thought it'd be a good idea to do a couple quick videos, and I mean quick. I'm going to make them fast, and I'm not usually one for speaking fast, but I'm going to. I'm going to in these videos, and I'm going to do them this week. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. So that's what we got coming up um, this in hour number two. Um, it's been, it was a great year in the NASCAR Penny Series, so I'm looking forward to hearing from two guys uh, that really went at it all season long. Uh, to be interesting to hear from L.P. Dumoulin, and to be good to hear from uh, Dexter. We haven't had Dexter on this show in I don't know how long. Man, it's been a long time. But we used to have him on Race Time Radio just about uh, once a month. Yeah, yep. Then he went down south. We uh, had him on a couple of times, but then we sort of lost touch. Yep. But, uh, hey, we're going to be back in touch tonight, and uh, it won't be too long, and we'll have him on the air here. Uh, we are going to throw it back to Toronto now, get you up to date, uh, and get you any of the news and highlights that you may have missed over hour number one. The package takes 90 seconds. That's it. And then we're back with you for hour number two tonight. Live on Race Time Radio, and we got a dandy coming up in hour number two. So, if you're all set, Toronto, and they're going to be set in about nine seconds. So, 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There you go. That's enough time. Back to you in Toronto. Get us up to date, and we will be back with you all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Stay right there. We will be back in just a shake. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality in Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Got all Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow! The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Alright, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Thank you, you are the man! <laughs> With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. We're Canada Talks. Oh, man. Here I am trying to get this thing worked out where I can get LP Dumoulin. And uh, I'm flubbing because I, oh, now look. Now maybe, I don't know. I'm going to try this and let's see. Let's see if I can get him. Nope, that's not it. That's not it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Anyway, um, I tried. I tried, Junior. I it tried. works. Huh? 90, 90 seconds wasn't enough. No, I know. You but needed you see, the two minutes. I should have had that all figured out. But uh, anyway, I digress. <laughs> we do have LP Dumoulin on the horn, though. LP Dumoulin, how you doing, buddy? Look at that. I blew it. How you guys doing? I'm doing all right. If I was uh, able to get you up on video, that's what I was trying to do. But uh, next time, my friend, we're going to do it on video. Oh, yeah, no problem. How's everybody? Doing good. How about you? How are, uh, how are things going? Season's all wrapped up. But I know you're not kicking your feet up. You've been playing in race cars. Yeah, we were actually doing some uh, the, uh, some uh, Daytona stuff last weekend. We were at uh, the 24-hour classic uh, 8-star weekend at Daytona last weekend, and we had a blast there. It was a lot of fun. So uh, Tagliani was down there, too. Was he down there with you guys? Tagliani was in Mexico. No, Tagliani was at Daytona doing testing. Was he? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if he was just down with uh, the Dublins. Yeah, actually, we were not together, but he was doing some testing with another car uh, down in the paddock. So, but uh, yeah, I've heard he was uh, over there. We, we, uh, myself, we were actually doing the full twenty-four uh, hour classic. It's a, it's a cool race they do every year. Uh, HSR do that uh, um, at Daytona, and they do it at Sebring as well. So, what they do is. They kind of replicate the same kind of uh, weekend that uh, you're going to have during a 24, a real 24 hour. Uh, so um, the you know HSR is uh, uh, historic uh, racing series, and they do a lot of racing uh, across the U.S. 
with uh, obviously all kind of uh, iconic cars, you know, that uh, was racing in the past, mm-hmm. uh, 24 hours, the real ones. And then, uh, so you've got all type of really cool uh, old Porsches, Ferrari, BMW, as well as a lot of old prototypes. Uh, some cars that actually I raced, some prototype I saw this weekend. Was, oh, my name's on it, you know. Yeah. It, it was it was kind of cool to, to be there again. And I raced with a friend of mine uh, that I helped as well with his Porsche and um, the same type of car that I raced in the past. So I was doing it at 5 o'clock and I did the spin during the night and uh, we finished uh, P3 overall and P2 in our class. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Like, you guys are no stranger to Daytona. Dumoulin Motorsports, you guys actually got rings or watches, right? Yeah, that's, that's a big deal with my brother, you know, like... Uh, JF, uh, I, I I did the 24-hour of Daytona a couple times. I did in the Daytona prototype, and I did as well in the Porsches. But uh, my brother, actually, has got two Rolex watch because he won that race twice uh, in the past. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, as we grew up, JF was the guy with the Rolex, and myself afterwards, I was, uh, you know, it was... <laughs> Everybody was joking that Jeff can brag about the Rolex and then I can brag about the rings, you know. So, uh, you know, we got some good story about Daytona for sure. Well, you guys got the jewelry, and that's what counts. (laughs) That's what counts. And you can tell Jeff he he doesn't need a Rolex on each wrist. He can always give his brother one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? That's one of those deals that you got to earn it, you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you don't want, you don't want to carry somebody uh, else's trophy around. That's right. Yeah, you don't want exactly. to do that. It's a, but it's, it's a cool watch. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's very nice, though. Absolutely, LP. Uh, you know, obviously this year there's been uh, uh, there's the, the the talk of the town in the NASCAR Pinty series. There's there's changes coming left and right, and and there's excitement left and right. Uh, you know, it all kind of started, uh, you know, when Steve Phelps came up and, and uh, you know, uh, came up to your hometown uh, of Trois-Rivières and, and uh, you know, kind of stirred the pot a little bit and, and introduced Tony to, to everybody, Tony Spatiri, um, you know, and, and got the ball rolling on, on some, you know, big-time changes internally um, heading into, uh, you know, 2023. Uh, talk a little bit about where you think the uh, the series is going, and and uh, uh, you've got to be definitely excited to be uh, continuing to be a part of the series. Oh, that is for sure. Just to see uh, Mr. O'Connell coming over to my hometown and then uh, announcing it uh, personally there, it was huge for uh, for us to see him coming over. And uh, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, this series is outstanding i've raced in a lot of different series and i can tell you that uh we have no shame uh, on any other series around the world so the Pinty series is super competitive and i think that uh, everybody that's been involved in this series in the past i know sherry uh putnam is taking uh, you know retiring from it but she did a great job in it but there's so many other names that was, uh, part of the structure of this series since the beginning and now seeing that uh we are taking it to another level as well as having new people involved in it makes me very excited. I mean, I've been with WeatherTech, uh, my main sponsor in Belmar, for uh, more than, uh, you know, now full season. It was 11 full season we've done this year, and then we have another two-year contract. So for me to see the series going up and uh, keep building on making it stronger and uh, 
uh, always uh, you know, looking to give a very good show for the fans is uh, very important for, for, for me, my sponsors and partners. So uh, we're super excited about it, yeah. You know, it, too cool, LP. I remember the year, and we covered it well, uh, the year you were the rookie in NASCAR. Uh, Canada was NASCAR Canadian Tire Series back then. Uh, you were the rookie, and I'll tell you what. Uh, I first met you then. Uh, you had never really even seen an oval track uh, before that first season, it, you're an ace on both of them now, whether it be oval, whether it be road course, uh, you can get it done on pretty well everything now. Well, yeah, I mean, thank you. I appreciate that. But uh, I still uh, I still consider myself a, uh, you know, like I, I go really, uh, I, I want to stay on bull about, you know, everything that we do and, it always very uh, go towards the chemistry in the team and who you work with, how you make things happen. I think that's that's a big uh, that's a huge deal there. Uh, and uh, yes, I had to uh, I had to learn very quickly the oval style. And um, I, man, we're doing short tracks here, eh? and uh, it's not because it's short tracks that makes it easier. It's actually in my book, I think it feels harder because I'm I, again I've you know I've done a lot of. Um, big oval stuff and sometimes it, you know you stay flat out around the, the ring there and, but on on short track you really have to figure out your stuff and uh <clears throat> now that we're doing you know short track road course and then dirt on top of it it's uh it's a huge deal to uh i think it makes it a very very competitive series and um that anybody that wants to get involved in that one uh has to figure out his stuff and make sure he shows up ready and make his homework before to be at the track on, 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 the, on the setup for the cars as well as the team and the driver. So, yeah, at the beginning, I had to uh, learn quick uh, when I got the Rookie of the Year deal, and I think that's actually what got me uh, involved with WeatherTech and, uh, you know, and making the full season since then and, you know, three championship later and, and still very, very excited every year that we are going back racing in this series. I'm very proud of it. Absolutely, and I'm getting yelled at here. Uh, Steve O'Donnell. I said Steve Phelps. Um, <laughs> yeah, O'Donnell. Yeah, I, I said I said Steve Phelps. I, I don't even know why I said it, but uh, anyways, um, no, it was uh, uh, he. He was the one that was up at Trois-Rivières. Yes, uh, but LP, uh, you are um, obviously you know having fun. Um, your entire team, I think you know I. Every time I look down the pit area, the WeatherTech team, uh, no matter what you guys are, are, are dealt, no matter what hand you guys are dealt, uh, the team leaves the racetrack and shows up to the racetrack with a smile on their face. And it means a lot. Obviously, the professionalism that you guys bring to the racetrack uh, from from each category. And, and this goes a long way, and it's not just me blowing smoke up somebody's tail end here. But you guys show up with a good-looking rig. You show up with, with fast race cars that look good. You show up with a, a PR team. Um, you show up with, with, you know, the best of the best pit equipment. Um, talk a little bit about how hard it is to do all of those things, to check all of those boxes, uh, to get ready for each season. Uh, because up here in Canada, it's, we're not in Mooresville. We're not in the hub of this. And, and a majority of the stuff that you guys have 
um, is, you know, it, it's either built or bought or worked on uh, down south of the border or, or, you know, whether it be built up here, uh, the plans have to come from down there, whatever it might be. Um, you guys have a lot of, of interesting hurdles, and I think every team has them, but you guys check the boxes off the best out of all of them. Um, talk a little bit about how hard it is to put all that together and get ready for race number one, but also look the same when you get to race number 12 or race number 13 at the end of the year. Yeah, it is a tough gig. And then, uh, again, I think that the whole, the whole deal is, uh, uh, every year when we are done with this, with the champion, you know, they did the, the championship and we, we, we don't have much time to sit down and relax and we, we have as, as a team to get ready for the next season. And uh, I think it's, it's really into the housekeeping stuff. You know, you got to do your stuff way ahead and, uh, and provision that uh, knowing that what's coming up and then what's next and how you can uh, deal with uh, every track from East Coast to West Coast, uh, the logistic behind it and the people we have with us has been uh, really involved uh, year after year. And I think one of the, I mean, if it's set up or, again, logistic, but transport or material or pit box stuff and all that, the maintenance has to be done very early as well as taking notes as you go through the season when you have a problem with some some stuff or, or you're going, you know, let's say you're going out west. Um, you know, with Desco and uh, Edmonton, let's say, it, it, it's far down the road, you know, and you, if, you, if there is little problems and little things that has to be improved for, for the next season, you have to take some notes right away. And then, you, you know, as you get in the off-season, you remind yourself, hey, you know, when you remember when we got there, we had to, you know, do some, you know, those, we had some curveball and we had to think about it for next season. So I think it's really with a system and the right people in place to, to always think ahead to improve stuff and uh, uh, try to uh, to prevent other things as you go for the next season. So, again, uh, it, it is not easy. And it takes time. It takes uh, a passion. It takes people that are ded- dedicated to the program and, as well as racing. And then uh, you have the, you know, the, the, the perfect partners as well. Uh, I mean, there's so much involved in a race team, you know, the travel and then, as you said, all the maintenance on the pit box, on the cars, uh, on the transporter, at the shop itself. We have a great shop, you know, based at the Benmar uh, place in the Amish in, in, in Trois-Rivières, and we have, you know, uh, a lot of equipment that, you know, it's it just the whole package has to be rolling perfectly to, uh, to make it as a, a championship uh, team. And, um, I mean, Dumoulin competition, we have partners, we have people involved in our teams, but we run on the budget, you know. We run with WeatherTech. And Benmar and, and the other sponsor we have involved with us, uh, and then we run on that budget, and we have to to uh, to to make the calculation and make sure we can make it at the end of the season. Uh, it's not like uh, we're uh, going all out and then spending a lot of money every year so to, to 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 do you know uh, to get the best equipment. Uh, we we try to get the best equipment on track, but there's some stuff that uh, I tell yeah. my guys in the shop. <laughs> Put it on the wishing list for Christmas. <laughs> you know, like we, you always want to have the best new tools and new stuff, but uh, you have to go by priority as well. So sometimes uh, some stuff goes on, on the on the old and say, hey, man, when are we going to get the budget? We'll go get that big uh, uh, new uh, equipment to, to, uh, to be more efficient in the shop. But, uh, again, I think it's trying to be smart and have the right people around you. Well, and it definitely shows that uh, 
Uh, and and I I'm always astounded, you know, with professional race teams. There's and, and there's a handful of of teams here in Canada that are phenomenal at it. Downright, downright, downright professional. Downright professional. Yep. And LP Dumoulin's L- definitely LP, one. You are at the top of the list. I think Alex Tagliani is at the top of the list with what he brings to the table. And obviously you have to wrap in the 22 racing portion of that because they have to leverage and they have to make everything happen. But, L- uh, you know, Tags, he brings a lot to the table. Um, I-, I believe that DJ Cannington is right there. He does a great job with everything that he does with Castrol. But it, it proves to everybody that's out there that hey you need to invest in the aesthetics of your team yeah and and there's a lot of teams out there that don't invest in the aesthetics portion they they invest in in the engine and they invest in the parts and pieces and the latest and the the latest and greatest but then they show up and and they don't they don't bring the look you know and yeah and lp's budget for for apparel when you show up to a pinty's race there, there are a lot of people walking around in, yeah. in matching WeatherTech gear, and, and yeah. it, it, it looks that way, you know? Uh, LP, uh, you know, your, your team and everything obviously has to be happy with the performance that you've had. What is on your Christmas list or what is on your yeah. to-do list? Uh, obviously, more championships, more wins, more all those things. What is is there a bucket list race that you really want to win? Is there is there a race that you want to check off the the list before you before you are done racing here in Canada? It, what is what is on your Christmas list when it comes time for what you want to accomplish in this series? Oh wow, well, yeah, <laughs> there's a fair amount of things that I I thought of that list, but if uh, if you ask me for sure, I mean we. We have won, uh, the whole team and I, the, you know, my sponsors, uh, three championships so far. And then, uh, of course, we want to go get a fourth one and, and uh, equal uh, Stakely's deal there. But uh, there's a couple of races that I, did, I didn't win yet that I really want to check on my list, you know, like Toronto and... Uh, you haven't won Toronto? Yeah, I didn't win. Through. I mean, no. I've won it in Formula Cars in the past. I finished on the podium many times, but I didn't win it in the NASCAR. I would lose yeah, that bet. So, I would say that you had yeah. won that race before. That's incredible. That's okay. That I could see yeah, that being right well, on the top of your list. Toronto, Toronto, and eastbound. You want redemption, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, eastbound, I want redemption there for sure. So, uh, yeah, so there's a couple places there like that I want to go check it, you know. Uh, and then um, other than that, I mean, yeah, I want, I want to I, I want to increase always, you know, the performance. And, I, I mean, this past uh, this past season was not an easy one we uh I, I don't know how to call it is it a curse of the championship i because we won a championship in 21 i i, I you know i want to just come back and because uh, the team is strong you know we were up there and then um, i think we were very often up front fast and then uh, we had a lot of curveball this year so uh getting back on top on the uh of the charts at the end of the next season is my first goal there but uh, all in all, I want to keep my wetter deck uh, Ben Marcar up front. That's 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 my deal. And uh, as I said very often, um, if you have a harder season, a harder time, and you know that that just makes you appreciate even more when it goes well. It reminds you that uh, you know you win races, you win championship, but some but sometimes you you have tough time like everybody else. You know, so um, you know I'm very excited about what's coming up. And uh, yeah, more wins. It's a couple of plays I didn't win yet, and then. Uh, my main goal is to win another championship. That's 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 the deal. That's why we do that. 
Absolutely. Yeah, no, great insight. Uh, we do have, before we let you go here, we do have a question from the live chat on our YouTube channel, of course, on RacetimeRadio.tv. Um, uh, Brian Culbertson says, Hi, LP. Are we going to get you back in a TA2 car next year? Brian. Oh, Brian. <laughs> hey, my man. Yes, I wish. I wish. We'll see how things go. I mean, I, I really enjoyed uh, the racing we've done in the, in the TA2 with the uh, Peterson Racing, I mean, great team, extremely professional. Those guys know what they're doing. And believe me, they are extremely competitive in that series. Uh, and I was super proud and uh, uh, had a great time with Peterson Racing. That that staff there are just uh, A1 team. Uh, they gave me a great card. The, 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 the race at Charlotte there, the Roval, was very exciting until the, the last chicane there. We were going for a top five in our first race. And... Uh, and then uh, we went, we showed up to Sonoma. It was very challenging there. We had a little mechanical issue, but uh, um, it, it, you know, man, they have a lot of cars. They do road course, the good old way, and then uh, and then the cars are similar to what we do here up in Canada, and uh, they're a lot of fun. Believe me, they give a very good show. And the, yes, I wish I can go back uh, behind the wheel of one of those cars uh, one day for sure. Great right. people, and then the, oh yeah, no, I had a, a blast with Peterson Racing, and then the teammate I had there, I mean, they they're fighting for championship every year. Uh, I know Rafa Matos uh, uh, just got really short to win the championship last weekend at Austin there with uh, with that team, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see, maybe one day, but uh, yeah, I would really uh, look forward to you to get back in one of those cars. Brian, thanks so much for the question. We appreciate it. And L.P. Dumoulin, uh, hopefully Santa Claus brings you everything that you want. Because uh, I'll tell you what, you deserve it. Uh, you are one of those guys that absolutely all of us love watching. Uh, when we go to the track and see a Pindy's race or whether we watch it on TSN or however you get the show, uh, L.P. Dumoulin, you're always gracious with your time, and we genuinely appreciate it on race time. Uh, next time, we do it video. Sound good, brother? Yeah, oh, yeah. Thank you all, my friends and the fans, and I'll see you all soon. Absolutely. And uh, don't reach over and grab that cup phone. You'll win more races. <laughs> I-, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's L.P. Dumoulin. Watch for him. The 47 WeatherTech Dodge uh, three-time champion. I said two-time. I keep thinking two, but uh, LP, three. Have I ever told the story on the air about spotting for, I was supposed to be spotting for Scott Steckley, but I was actually, I had a 47 radio. Have I ever told that story on here? I don't know. I don't know, but you're going to have to hold it. We're going to get to it, but I got to hit this break. When we come back, uh, Dexter Stacy is going to join us, another NASCAR Pindies driver, and we'll get that story out of Junior. Uh, Stay with us. Coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada to Canada Talks. Canadian Sports Trivia, here's Joe Thistle. November 24th, 2019, the 107th Grey Cup in Calgary, and Winnipeg's 33-12 defeat of the Hamilton Tiger Cats signaled the end of one of the longest droughts in CFL history. It was the Blue Bombers' first championship since 1990, and for running back Andrew Harris, it was doubly historic as he was named most valuable player and most valuable Canadian. A first in Grey Cup lore. Canadian Sports Trivia. 
Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Rock of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Al. Woo, shake and bake. Here on Race Time Radio. Uh, listen to the sound of those cars whipping by. Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight. Uh, looking forward to catching up with Dexter Texter Stacy from Ganawagi, Quebec, driver of the number 92 in the NASCAR Pindy series. Uh, really, really looking forward to it. Um, could you please send me, uh, there we go. Uh, I can sue if you want. I can connect. Nope, that's uh, Jessica. Anyway, I am looking at TV screens, and I should be thinking about what I'm saying, Junior. Uh, the 92 car of Dexter Stacy really, really had a dynamite season this year in the NASCAR Pinty Series. going to be interesting to see, A, is he going to be back for 2023? And B, how much you want to bet Dexter plays into a championship role the next time he comes out? Playing into a championship role is is definitely attainable. Um, I kind of you, you kind of put the cart before, before the horse. I think he's got to get to the stage of being competitive for multiple race wins, uh, and and I think that would be a, a huge victory. You know? uh, yeah, but I think he did consistency, and consistency sometimes wins titles. And I got to give it to Dex for being consistent. What do you think of that? Consistent, yes. Consistent, you know, top top sevens and top eights um, are, are right there. And he ran up front at a at a number of races. Um, he he by far the most improved driver of the NASCAR Pinty series out of any of them. Out of any of them, yes. Um, it had a lot to do with a lot of different things. It's not just driver. It's it's you know crew and 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 equipment and cars and all the those whole things. package. The whole package. The yep. the most improved team um, uh, did a wonderful job and and I think uh, you know there's there's definitely a lot to be had there um, and I wouldn't doubt that that the right situation, the right scenario plays out where where he can be you know he, he can run for a couple wins next year. Ooh baby! And and uh, you know I think that. That momentum that he, um, you know, generated this year, that positive momentum for himself, um, 
Dexter was a different guy at the end of the year. You know, he, oh, yeah. he was definitely carrying himself uh, differently than I've seen Dexter carry himself in the pit area, and and that's a good thing. I I really look forward to seeing what they can put together. Wow, championship championship wise, I think that's that's there's a lot of iron up in that top five. I I think after what I watched, I, I'm saying that I'm going to put Dexter Stacy in that mix. Yep. I'm gonna, yep. yeah, because he was consistent. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. No, he didn't. Is he going to win? That elusive win is right around the corner. And I think, and you hear this all the time, he gets one win, the rest of them are going to fall into place. Dexter Stacy, that is true. And I believe 2023, if he's coming back into the series, and we're going to find out right now because we got Dex on the hotline. What's going on there, Dexter? It's been too long, buddy. Not too bad. It's been really long. I haven't seen you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, hey, congratulations on a great 2022 season uh, for you in the 92 car. For you, your dad, the whole deal, you guys lit it up, man. You did a great job. Everybody likes the dynamic duo. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Did it? Uh, tell, take us through the year. How did it feel? Um, the beginning of the year, we started off strong. I thought we were going to carry the momentum and continue to go, uh, gain more positions here and there, and then, a few bad lucks here and there, and then put back a little bit, and well, it just played itself out, and that's basically a year. I I go back to Chaudier to kind of begin the begin the season off. Everybody, and I mean everybody on that property, was struggling with passing, and and I think they did a great job covering it um, in the broadcast. Uh, but you, Dexter, you could make passes. You. You know, you could carry that momentum uh, right up behind somebody. You could, you could, you know, uh, you know, make a move uh, to the inside and drive underneath people. Uh, you were coming through the middle portion of that race, um, and and your lap times were showing it. Um, the leaders had to be looking at you, saying, "My lord, like <laughs> like this '92 car is coming." Yep, um, Dexter's arrived, and uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, you had a motor expire, but but. Was that the best car that you've ever had? Yeah, actually, I think it was. Uh, no, it was a shorty. That was um, shorty. We struggled actually. We were off on setup. It was the. Was it I think sh- Saskatoon was actually our best ride. Saskatoon is that where you you had the motor go? Motor go was Toronto. We blew motor. No, not Toronto. We blew motor in Three Rivers. Three hmm. Rivers we blew motor, and then. No, yeah, sa- no just three rivers we struggled motor. Yeah, I, but it, it was we got taken out in. Uh, it was it was an oval race, and you were driving down into turn number three and four, and something let go, whether it be motor, whether it be rear end. Um, but you just got by LP Dumoulin, and you just got by him, and as soon as you got by him, the thing Kapoor. scattered, whether it be rear end well, or. Flamborough. That was at Flamborough last year. Last year. See that you got that so many pennies races running through your noodle, Junior. That you're yeah. getting years mixed in there Am now. Am I getting two years Welcome mixed up? Welcome to my world. <laughs> no, I, I, I could I could have swear. But anyways, there was times this year where where the 92 car was was on the left side of the speed chart. And it was not, you know, at the bottom on the left side. It was it was midway up to, to you know, upper. upper left side of the speed chart. And, and that had to feel good for you showing up to the racetrack and getting those results. Oh, I mean, it's great. We've been fighting for how many years to finally get those results, and now it's showing that we can be there to actually go win some races. So just need a little bit of luck on our side, and we'll be good. 
Dexter, did the uh, experience you picked up down south in Xfinity and doing all the racing that you did down south and now coming back up into Ganawagi, did it pay dividends, do you think? Does it help your program up here? Oh, 100%. I mean, coming from down there and up here, you understand these cars a lot more, how much harder they have to drive than compared to down south. So you really got to concentrate and figure out what your car is doing. So you get a better feel for the car down there, and then, you know, you, you parlay that uh, up into your Canadian uh, program. Uh, what's it looking like for 2023? Is it too early, or have you uh, and Wallace got your sights set? Uh, we're probably most likely coming back. Not sure where we're going yet. I mean, everything's up in discussion and go from there, but we are coming back for sure. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, guaranteed you in the 92 and maybe Dad, or guaranteed both uh, of us? I think I did a bad move by getting him hooked, so I'm pretty sure he'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't kick the smile off of Wallace's face half, all the way oh, through the year. Never. He, uh, he was never. definitely, he, he, he had the year of his life, I think. He, he definitely had a lot of fun behind the wheel of that race car and, did you uh, did you guys have any run-ins on the racetrack together? Like, did you obviously you were you were a little bit faster than Dad throughout you know the the entire portion of the year? But it's been like but that did, ever since I raced against so really. <laughs> <laughs> but did did you have any did you have any run-ins where where you guys have sat around the table and and had a good laugh about it? CDMP when we finished third, coming up on his bumper, he was waving, but he's so small in the car, he thought I could see him. So I figured he'd give me the inside, and he cut the nose on me, and I have to jam the brakes up, and I almost slid into him. <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. I was just shaking my head, calling him down. I was like, oh, man, here we go. <laughs> Come on, Dad, get out of the way. <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. Oh, man. Uh, th- those would be magic moments. Do you, uh, w- what you'll have to do for 2023, and I guess you can't let NASCAR know this, but you'll have to wire a channel in so that you can talk to the old boy. We thought about it. We thought about it. Not going to lie. Uh, uh, too funny. Too That's, funny. Uh, it, it, but you had such a good year. Sponsorship on your race cars, uh, both of them stood right out, bud. Yeah, they were good. I mean, uh, the K-Fiber is our new big uh, fiber optic company we started, so we're really trying to push it and get it out there as much as we could to get more customers and stuff. So that worked out. And while well, Bully's been around for how many years? No. So. Oh. Bully's been around forever. Pretty much. Yeah, too cool, too cool. What will you change heading into 2023? Uh, have you got, like, any thoughts uh, when you look at the year and what you want to change to take you from that top five and make you one of those top three guys? Just a little more patience. I mean, a lot of the times I, I qualify so bad that I have to go up and get on the wheel just to get away from everybody, and then once I get up there, I either burn myself up or i get wrecked on the process of it so yeah yeah so you got to stick around to be around uh what what will you do this off season uh you got the off season right in front of us now we're getting close to christmas what do you got uh, for plans uh how are you going to stay sharp well, i usually ice race every year right behind my house we have uh four cylinders and v8 rubber cars that we just go for around and race all kind of people and and I was supposed to be going to the um, snowflake to go watch some races. We're going to try and race it, but couldn't find a car in time. Right, right, right. Uh, hey, ever see Derek? Uh, How is he? I know he's Ganawagi, Quebec, too. Uh, do you ever bump into Derek? Oh, yeah. He's my neighbor. Literally, maybe about 300 yards, 300, uh, yeah, I'd say about 300 yards from me. Cool, cool stuff. How is he doing? Yeah, I see him. He's good. He's good. 
living his life, enjoying it, everything. So he's good. That's... He wants to come back racing, but that's a big battle that NASCAR's going to have to do. So yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you're going to have to do me a favor next time you're out in that backyard and you see him. You say, "Hey, Joe says hi." I will do that 100. percent Good deal. Dexter, this has been great catching up with you tonight. Uh, I know we look forward to 2023. What do you say we get you back on the show as we get a little closer to the race season and we get some of those uh, blanks filled in? We'll get you back on the show and we'll fill everybody in. That's fine by me. Whenever you guys are ready, just give me a message. Sounds awesome, buddy. Uh, Appreciate the time tonight. You take it easy. Say hi to everybody there. I will do that 100%. You bet. Keep your eye out for the 92. Dexter Stacy in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Uh, great, great guy. And I can't believe how fast he is growing up. And I know that sounds crazy, but uh, I know Dexter from when he was a real young guy. He's still a young guy, but uh, he's growing. He's growing and he's aging. Yeah, definitely. He's, uh, you know, you think back to when he drove the 55 car, the yellow 55, and you know they showed up and and uh man they were they were out in left field <laughs> you know at the beginning well, yeah they struggled and, and they struggled at the beginning and and uh they have they have done it the hard way you know they've they've learned the hard way and you know you you look at the progression that Dexter has had as a driver and and uh you know he's uh he's there now and uh he's he's getting results and and uh um you know, I think back to that race that we're talking about, and I, I'm going to have to go back and watch it because I, <laughs> I do think that I'm getting two races mixed up. But, but I remember looking at at our monitor halfway through because we were coming through the field, right? And because right after halfway at Chaudier, um, that's when we had to pit, right. um, you know, and and we got you know the the penalty oh yeah 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 and yeah. and when the pit he, road was open yeah but then yeah you guys got nailed yeah, yeah i remember that so so we we were having to come through the field and and i remember looking at the at the times and i was like man it, like obviously we were racing dj and those guys up front but but uh, dexter's turning some lap times here so yeah, he is. Um, he's gonna be a threat it, it was uh it was pretty wild to uh and and you know maybe i am getting them mixed up or or whatever where where he just got by somebody and then blew up but uh um you know he he did some really great things behind the wheel this year you know you can't say enough about that um you know ran inside the top five at uh at a handful of races and um it, it's going to be very interesting to uh to see where you know he, he didn't say where he was going to be next year um uh so that that is definitely interesting news um, that he might not be with AHR, right? We Who don't knows? know for sure. Who knows? And, uh, yeah. Well, mark the tape. I've got Dexter Stacy down as a winner in 2023, and I predicted it in 2022. Dexter Stacy goes to victory lane. If he goes once, he's going to go multiple times. And uh, I'll stand by that, and I'm going to mark the tape. We're going to hit a break. When we come back, we got lots to talk about. Stay with us. Poor pitiful me, roaming through them trees. Won't you help me out in the North Country? From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. 
Space Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew, also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elford. Tom Cochran's most famous song, Life is a Highway, was a number one hit in Canada, and it hit the top ten in the Billboard charts back in 1992. It was written after Tom's famine relief work overseas took place. He was so taken with what was happening there, he wrote it as a pick-me-up to himself after watching the devastation. That's why he mentioned places in the song like Khyber Pass, along with his hometown of Vancouver. Canadian Sports Trivia, here's Joe Thistle. During the 2000 NBA All-Star festivities, the Toronto Raptors' Vince Carter exploded to win the dunk contest with a series of moves including a through-the-leg slam. Carter's air show was a defining moment for basketball in Canada, putting the Raptors and the entire country on the map. A championship now in the books, Canada has become a hotbed for NBA talent. And it was Vince Carter flying through the air that started it all. Canadian Sports Trivia. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track, live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, everyone, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Race Time Radio, uh, uh, on our uh, YouTube page, Race Time Radio TV. Uh, check us out. Don't forget to hit a little uh, subscribe, if you would, please. We would really appreciate it. Uh, next week, here, uh, we're going to take one week off. Uh, next week, it is... I believe it's the 109th Grey Cup, uh, and it will be carried live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. So, with that being the case, we're going to take a week off and enjoy the Grey Cup. Uh, we are Canadians, so got to love watching our football. I'll be watching the Grey Cup here, um, and then we will resume our discussion on the other side of next Sunday and, uh, of course, we'll have the Snowball Derby to talk about. Uh, we'll have tons to talk about, uh, as we do right now. Junior, tell us that 47 story that you were going to tell us before that I cut you off because we had to hit a break. Hey. So, I, you know, I I'd never really spotted for 22 racing. I had spotted for... Um, he asked me one time, right? Scott Stackley did. Mm. Um, he goes, are you available for Kawartha? And I said, yeah, who am I spotting for? He goes, well, it's a secret. We don't know if it's happening or not, but I need somebody for the 24 car. So I was thinking it was going to be Jim White or somebody like that, right? That was yep. going to be in the 24. Yep. And uh, at that point, I was just kind of like piecemealing my series together. And uh, it was Max Pappas. Oh, Come to that's find right out, too. It was yeah, Max. Max. 
Um, Max helped uh, Steckley out with the the road course stuff, and he said, "Well, I want to put you in our oval car, our our backup oval car, um, and uh, you can run the twenty four at Kawartha." So yeah, that was my only other time working was twenty two, and uh, um, <laughs> so you know that that deal went okay. You know, we we broke an axle coming to the green flag, and we just rode around at the back, but. You know, it, it, the relationship with 22 was good with Steckley and those guys. And uh, Steckley, he goes, uh, we first race of the year, the next year, he goes, are you spotting for anybody uh, for Mossport? And I said, yeah. no, I, I'm, I'm not. And he goes, well, I need a backup guy in, in uh, 5A, 5B. And for practice, I, I need them in turn two. Uh, can you do that for me? I said, yeah, sure. Like, and I'm spot for the 22 car, right? So, is that the uh, same the, the year? Tire. Is that the same year you did Max Pappas in the no, truck, the was, slap her to around oh, yeah, the world? That, that is the same year. It was. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, continue. Uh, yeah, I uh, um, grabbed the radio. I, I I ran down to Tyler Case, you know, before the race started, and or, or before practice started, and uh, um, I've of course, you know, turn two, how it kind of blends out. You come off of of uh, uh, pit road mm. uphill uh, out of turn one. Yep. And uh, so I, I'm standing at the top of the hill watching them come off of pit road and you spot them, you clear them out uh, just so that they're, you know, you, you mind the blend line. Yep. Commerge they know that there's in. no no cars coming so they can uh, merge in and dive down into turn two. And uh, so I'm watching Steckley come off and, and uh, I said, you're all clear out back. There's nothing around you. Yeah. I said, uh, next car back is just exiting one now. And uh, so I did like four laps for him, right, in practice. And uh, I'm just talking to him. I haven't heard nobody talk on the radio yet. Not even Scott. No, nobody. So I just, I'm I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's, uh, it is what it is. These guys are just quiet on the radio. And uh, I, I, Steckley started racing around a guy in practice. And uh, it was Robin Buck. I remember it like it was yeah. yesterday. It was yeah, the '66 yeah. car, and uh, I was I was like, "He's uh, driver right, driver right. He's still there." And I heard, "Who in the bleep?" Like I mean, <laughs> "Who in the <laughs> f is on my radio?" Yeah, and it was the thickest Frenchest accent I've ever heard, and he sounded heated. Yeah, and and I said, uh, "It's Joe," and. He goes, get off my radio. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know who this is. And he goes, this is a 47. This is LP Dumoulin. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, I, I'm your new spotter, I guess. <laughs> I was like, sorry, man. So anyways, we get done and, and we had a good laugh about it. But every time, who the F is on my radio? Yeah, yeah. Too funny. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he wrong, gave me, Just wrong channel? No, just gave me the wrong radio. Wrong just, radio. Yeah, the and all the 22, the next week, all the radios were marked 22 and 47. Ah. That was never going to happen again. So but, everybody uh, learned. Everybody did learn. Yeah. It, it, what is funny is that LP was racing a guy down Mario and Jetty straightaway, and I'm calling him clear, and he's like side by side with a guy, and uh, yeah. he knows it. I like, am not clear. Not clear. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I can well it was, uh It was very funny. LP and I have had a good laugh about it numerous times. But uh, Could have um, turned out real bad if... Could have. If... if 
LP would have slapped a guy or if Steckley would have ran over somebody. Steckley, uh, after, he was like, I was wondering why you were so quiet out there. Yeah. You're not a very good spotter. You don't say much. You don't say a whole lot. Yeah. You're afraid of it. Wrong radio. It was uh, was a good time. Let's talk about some happenings, shall we? In Ontario racing, of course, uh, news is fairly skinny right now. But uh, we did notice one on Facebook that uh, did catch my attention, and I know it caught yours, uh, Sunset Speedway, looking to bring in hot rods now. Uh, He brought in modifieds. Now he's looking at bringing in hot rods uh, into a driver's meeting. Now, not fair of me to say, you know, maybe he was going to book them when Oscar was not racing, but it kind of sounded like it was going to be like a divisional thing. Did it sound that way to you, too? Yeah, I think so. I think they're looking at uh, at all their options. Starting the division. Here's what I like. You know, it's, it is what it is. We've we've we just had the same conversation about the modifieds, and and uh, you know, well, it just doesn't make any sense. I, actually, in this case, it makes perfect sense. Huh? I, in this case, uh-huh. in this case, it makes perfect sense, and I. I, Why? Because Tom Walters lives over that way. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of hot rods in that area, but they eliminated their limited late model division at Sunset Speedway, right? Yeah. So rewind the past. Uh, we're gonna say six years, okay? At Sunset Speedway, at one point there was thirty limited late models yes. that ran there religiously. They were there all the time. Yep. There was thirty of them. There's a pile of them. A majority of those cars now have turned into hot rods. A majority of the old limited late models well, that ran at sunset. Time out. Time out. No, no, Why no, did they no, do no, that? No, listen to me. Why did they do that? Because the limited so late model. So they could tour around. No, that's not why. Because ah. the limited late model division was dying. No, The no. limited late model division late, was dying because of pro late model, late model. Limited late model class was killed. No. Not dying. No, it was dying. No, it was killed. No, it was dying. I disagree. It was dying. It was killed. It was more expensive to run a limited late model than it was to run a pro. Right. How does that happen? You advance the rules too far, too fast, and that's what happens. You take 30, 32 cars, make it 24, make it 18, and all of a sudden, kaboom. It It takes a takes a good pro late model or a good limited late model to, to make a good hot rod now. And, um, you know, when you look at, at how many good limited late models are still in that corridor, it allows them an avenue to come race at Sunset Speedway again. Okay. And okay. and yep. with very little work, they can literally find an old body, yep. bring an old body, make it a hot rod. Let me, let and, me ask you and something. And come out and run at... at uh, at Sunset Speedway, so I look at that as as regurgitation. When so, I look at, so it kills Oscar. No, it doesn't. Well, yeah, it does. It splits the car count once you again. Could there, the same, you could say the same thing about about modifieds. I did. No, you could say the same thing about Varney because they have a hot rod division as well. So it, six is one, half a dozen is the other. I don't care that they're going to run as long as they're not going to compete against Oscar. Yeah. If you want to have a division, you can have a division of of hot rods. Because there are a tremendous amount of cars that fit the hot rod bill that don't run can, them at the same do time, it. don't run them at the same time, and don't overrun them. Don't don't have eighteen hot rod events. I gotta ask. It begs the question, and I gotta ask. What's that say? You know, I want to start modifieds. Now I want to start hot rods. Um, back when I was at Sobel, 
I'm going to run junior late model. Well, what's all the saying about the regular classes at Sunset Speedway? Is there not any? Well, Is there not a show there? There's not. Oh, so like they have they have four cylinders. They have mini stocks. They have, okay. They but, have. But 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 hang on a sec. If you start modifieds, and it splits the class, well, guess what? Your no, decision just that- affected. Every other track I'm, that would run them. I'm saying the modified is a bad move because they I think are, it's the same bad move to do hot rod. No, I, I, unless, I disagree. Unless you say, Oscar, build your schedule and I will run them on nights you are not running. Yes. Okay. Now that's a horse of a different color. Yeah. I am saying that from what I took, um, that they want to start a hot rod class verbatim. They they want to start a class and run them every night. They're no. wrong. wrong, like unless I'm reading into it wrong. And FYM, I apologize, and I'll be the first to apologize. If they're overlapping on Oscar, then I disagree with it completely as well. Um, so yes, we agree on that one. Yeah. If they're not overlapping, which they would be crazy okay. to do. If they're not overlapping. If they're not overlapping, then then I'm okay with it. If they are overlapping, they're crazy to do it, and that is hurting everything. If they overrun them, if they run 13 nights or 15 nights, and that doesn't allow those guys to go run Oscar and still run for a championship, then I disagree with that as well. If they're going to run them six or eight times throughout the year right. and they don't conflict with Oscar's schedule and those guys have the ability to run both, great. One of the things that we have noticed from Oscar is there's a lot of competitors, the Oscar Hot Rods specifically, is that there's a lot of competitors that want to pick and choose where they run. Right, you look at a guy sure. like Dalen Martin. He only runs, you know, four or five times a year. There you, you go. Know, you've got a couple of guys like that. You got a, not a couple. You've got a handful of guys like that, and then you've got a handful that want to run for a points championship. If I'm okay with it, if you bring 24 cars to the racetrack and half of them only ran part time on the schedule, I don't care about the points. As a fan, I don't care. It's, I mean, points is points. No, that, you want to see the show. Competitor. I want to see the. I want to see the show. Yep. So when I look at how many limited late models are sitting on jack stands in garages across the sunset spectrum, they can be turned to hot rods, blink of an eye, very ah, easily. They could be they could be turned into United Eights too. Exactly. You're Open right. that class. Now, now you're making a difference. But now now you've you you can do either or. So so I am okay with the hot rods as long as it fits those stipulations. Don't step on Oscar. Don't overrun them. I'm great with that. It gives them another outlet to race. It gives them a, a, a great platform to race. It's um, a productive move. I'm okay move. with it. The modifieds are not a productive move. The modifieds are one division. Now, they have a division in Peterborough, and it is called the OMRS or whatever it's called. They've got you know a handful of them that run over there that don't – they're the misfits that don't fit into the Oscar rules or they were mad at Dave or whatever. You know, there's a handful of them. Um now they have the ability to run competitively, I guess you could say, with the Oscar guys in a local home division. But that's the only modifieds he got. So um, I, I disagree with the modifieds becoming a home division anywhere, um, uh, you know, uh, just simply for that reason. Hot Rod's a different ball game. You're, you're able to regurgitate a bunch of limited late models, and you're, you're able so, to get them back out on the racetrack. So I don't get it. 
first, first you push, push, push the limited late models uh, by rule packages into Oblivia. Now let's create a division so we can get these cars back. No, something doesn't yes. sound right to me. Well, because you got to look at the limited late model cost was was getting up there to back it, the rules it, off. Back the than, rules off. Yeah. If they are going to be competitive hot rods, back the rules off and put your limited late models back out there. And but, Joe, there was the, no show like that at Sunset Speedway. The limited late model class, and it wasn't all that long the ago. The cost was out of hand, though. Well, that's because you advance the rules. If you put now four barrels on, if you now go 10-inch tires, if you go, you're going to outlaw them. Exactly. So back it up. Back it up. But go once, back to where the opened, sweet spot was. Once you've opened if, Pandora's box, you can't, listen, you can't go backwards. Listen, if your statement is true and there's all these limited late models sitting out there, then... Put the rule back to where those limited late models were and get them out. Get them out. They, they, that would they be a positive it, They whittled move. it down to six or eight of them showing up on a regular night. So I'm okay so with that So they put pro away. late models on last year and there's five show up? Is that considered a success? During a, tire, during a tire shortage. Ah, come on. Well, if come you don't on. have tires, you can't show up to race. No, I get it. And I there was it. no tires available Simple. that night. Okay, there was no I'm tires the, available the night before. There was I'm no the tires promoter. available. I'm the promoter. Yeah. Okay. We have no tires, guys. You're coming out. Everybody's going to be unused rubber. How do you Everybody. That? Simple. I can tell you the difference between a used tire and <laughs> a new know. tire. I can. I don't know. A depth gauge will tell me everything. Hey, how about a durometer? Pull one of them out of the hat. Yeah. yeah, I can tell. Don't tell me I don't know a tire. Come on. Yeah, I've been in the racetrack for a long time. A rule, I know the there's difference. There's a rule for used tires in, in Oscar, too, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of tires that see some no, late no, time. No, 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 no. We're talking about yeah. the late models that didn't show up because there was no tires last year. Yeah, but if you, if you run a Come late on. model, you're not running it on used skins. You'll wait till you have tires. Well, then don't run them. Exactly. Like, don't put five cars out there and call it what it is like that's that to me is a joke i yeah. uh, hey if i was a race fan and i showed up and paid whatever it is to get in and five cars roll out of the pits yep i'd be going oh hold on a minute here yeah absolutely come on yep. come on i get it if there is a problem today yeah i get it but there was that, also that, races that where they had where that they problem had was telecast. Everybody had trouble with tires this year. Yeah, and there was on there both was sides of the border. They had Twelve or fourteen cars. That's good. And That's better than five. Yep, and, and five cars, Junior. Five. Yeah. You know, tire, you were there with a tire shortage. But so did those five cars have tires and nobody else did? No. So they're they're pigeonholed because they're in an inventory race, right? So mm. so they're they're in an inventory situation. Well, which is which is really difficult to police. But I get together with the other racetracks, and uh, hey, it, it's t- tough times where collective body will make a difference. Yeah, uh, collective thought. Yeah, process. Yeah, like get together and let's well, that's solve where I'm at. the that's, industry. That's trouble. where I'm at. Let's drop the limited late models because they're oh. they're gone. Well, it's. Uh, you don't just turn your back on the rest and say, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Because the effects of that choice that's made 
could affect the other speedways because they all book shows. And but if it splits yeah. the car count, yep. guess what? Now the other racetracks are having to answer a question for their fans because of a choice that wasn't even theirs to begin with. Yeah. It's not right. It isn't. No, it no. isn't right. It, it Tough times take tough measures, and it's time to pull together, not separate. Because yeah. I'll tell you, the strong will survive, the weak are going to fall. And it's too bad because if it costs everybody, um, it, it's it's difficult. It's difficult. And, yeah. and you know, you, who knows? We'll find out where it leads, but we have got less than a minute on tonight's show. That's how fast it goes. For sure. Uh, got to thank you all for tuning in to Race Time Radio. Uh, again, thanks to Joey Logano, L.P. Dumoulin, uh, Dexter Stacy. Uh, great catching up with Dex and, of course, Cole Butcher. Uh, good luck to Cole down at the uh, Snowball Derby. Got to thank Susie Q right here in the Race Time Radio studio and Scotty back in Toronto. We are not with you next Sunday. Uh, make sure you tune in to Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. They got lots happening on Channel 90 all week long, but we will be back at 7 p.m. Sunday night in uh, exactly two weeks' time. We will be back. And uh, we'll have a dynamite lineup for you once again. Uh, just thanks to everybody for doing all you do. And uh, you have a good, safe week. If you're going to the Derby, safe travels. And I know we uh, look forward to seeing you all. That's it for us tonight. Have a good one, everybody. You're listening to Canada Talks. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.